Andre Gomez. Gomez was probably the worst 50 million that I have ever seen spent on a player. At Barcelona, he did absolutely nothing, and hence he joined Everton with a couple of other Barca rejects. To my surprise, he played well this season. He established himself as a first 11 player and is in the squad mainly for his playmaking. He's been so impressive, in fact, that Spurs have come knocking on the door, and I do think he will join them. Good for him for reviving his career. Alexander Mitrovic, Fulham. Mitrovic has never really impressed at Newcastle. So when he came back into the Prem with Fulham this time, not much was expected of him. However, he has been Fulham's star man in an otherwise disappointing campaign. He has really stepped up his game this season. In 36 games, he had 13 goals and 4 assists. What makes this impressive is that he has been directly involved in 41.2% of goals that Fulham have scored. His 14 goals also make up 32.4% of all Fulham goals. Five of his goals were also game winners. His finishing has been great this season, he's great in the air, and also his hold-up play has improved. Surely he will leave Fulham to stay in the Prem, cause he was a one-man team this season, and he's simply too good to go down. Ricardo Pereira, Leicester Pereira came from Porto. Porto is known to have some great exports over the years, and Pereira is one of them. This season, he has 2 goals and 8 assists, which is great. He is one of the few fullbacks in football that is actually also an amazing defender besides good going forward. Pereira is surprisingly also a very good dribbler. He also plays good through balls and is a good passer. And not to forget, he is pretty damn fast as well. He has made me very interested in him, and if he plays like this next season, get ready for him to move to a big club. Wilfred Ndidi, Leicester For this, I could basically just do a carbon copy of my Gueye segment. The big difference though, the man is 22. Now Gueye is a better player, but Ndidi is so much younger and still has plenty of time to get better. At 22, he already has very good defensive skills, and if Leicester can keep their team together, they could legit bully the big six for an Europa League spot with Ndidi as the defensive midfielder. Considering he's Kante's replacement, he's doing a pretty good job. Yuri Tielemans, Leicester Anyone who has played FIFA knows of this guy. Every year he goes on to have a 90 plus potential. Well, for the first time, I actually got to see him play this season. And I must say, the man got skills. He has only played 12 games in the league so far, but already has 3 goals and 5 assists. His through balls are so amazing, his vision is fantastic, and he's only just 22. He's also a long distance shooter, which is a nice skill to have. Him and Madison have already formed a great partnership for Leicester, and I do feel Tielemans has gone under the radar. Can Leicester sign him permanently? It will be tough, but I hope he stays in that team. Jamie Vardy Leicester. Vardy has had a pretty rough season for 75% of the time. Under Claude Puel, he wasn't really at his best and he also didn't play consistently as the coach wanted to develop other options. Truth is though that there were definitely personal issues between them, 
But in the end, Peel got sacked and Rogers came in. Now I'm not a fan of Rogers at all, but he has done good work at Leicester so far. For starters, Vardy is banging in the goals again. In 10 games under Rogers, he scored 8 goals and had 2 assists. In the other 20 games, he only had 10 goals and 3 assists. Not bad, but Vardy can do much better like Rogers has shown. Since he was mostly average for the season, he didn't make my most impressive player list, which is a shame, because he was on fire towards the end. He's 32 now and coming towards the end of his career, as he's all about pace, but hopefully he doesn't slow down next season, because he's great to watch. Alison. Alison has basically performed a bit better than I had expected of him. When a team spent 66.8 million on a player, you do expect him to be good. What has stood out this season though is his safe percentage of 76.6, which is a league high. He has kept 21 clean sheets this season, which is also the most. Alisson has been a calming presence at the back for Liverpool, following years of goalkeeping errors with Mignolet and Karius. Thanks to him, Liverpool have also pivoted to a side that is built on their defence. Last season, it was all about the heavy metal football, but now it's more calm and collected. Alisson is big, he's strong, and he also has very good reflexes. If I'm unbiased, he's probably the third best goalkeeper in the world, just based on the fact that keepers should stop the ball from going into the net. He does like to play with a lot of risk, which can backfire, but he gives Liverpool much more options at the back. He does need to work on his long-range passing though. Fabinho, Liverpool Fabinho came from Monaco for 40 million. After a slow start, he has come good. He has been able to make the holding role his own after Henderson has moved up the pitch a bit. Fabinho does a lot of work off the ball as well as in possession. His versatility also allows him to drop into the back line when needed. He has won 146 duels this season, which is the most out of all Liverpool players, and it's a bit baffling to still see him drop from the 11 sometimes. They clearly play better with him, and he is their best midfielder. As far as I can tell, his game doesn't have any weaknesses also. He's great in the air, a good passer, strong hold-up play, and he's good at defending. A perfect defensive midfielder. Roberto Firmino, Liverpool Firmino is a very unique player. He's a false nine, which is very rare in football, as most teams don't really know how to utilize such a player. He drops very deep and takes up playmaking responsibilities, but he also still is able to score goals. Where most strikers run into the box to score goals, he drifts wide to make space and then play killer passes that lead to goals. This season he got 12 goals and 8 assists. Not spectacular for a striker, but his playmaking and work rate makes up for the missing numbers. He has grown into one of my favorite players, cause he's just so unique and nowadays I get to see him more in the Premier League than compared to his Bundesliga days. And for people who think he needs to do more, the man is only second to Cristiano Ronaldo in goal contributions in the Champions League over the past two seasons. Ederson, Man City Ederson is the catalyst that turned City into the dominant force they are today. He reminds me so much of Neuer as he's just amazing. He has added so much to the team it's ridiculous compared to Bravo. 19 clean sheets, 
22 goals conceded and a 71.43 save percentage. Most impressive stat of all, 2 assists. Like come on, imagine having such a ridiculously accurate keeper who can be dangerous from a goal kick. That's Ederson, but I do only expect great things from him and Alisson, which is why they haven't overachieved for me. Let's not forget they are only 25 and 26 respectively, so the best is yet to come. I'm Eric Laporte Last season Laporte basically sat on the bench, but this season he has shown what a great signing he is. The man has scored 5 away goals in all competitions and they have all been away from home. Plus, they are very important such as the equaliser versus Brighton on the final day. Now Laporte is a special player cause he is left footed. So what, right? Well, here's why that matters a lot. When he receives the ball from the right side, he can immediately move it on to the left back or left wing. A right footer needs to take an extra touch cause otherwise that pass is very difficult. Laporte can also hit a cross field ball instantly to the right wing. A right footer again needs an extra touch to turn his body. Basically it gives City a speed advantage and it means they can play out the back faster which has actually resulted in a few goals also thanks to Laporte. A fantastic signing worth every penny.